because Brazil is, is a, it's the biggest country in the, uh, South America. And what happens in Brazil is going to, to influence and maybe change a lot of things in South America. And changing those things is like a domino effect. Hello, world. Welcome to the Vaping Unplugged podcast. Everything you need to know about vaping and tobacco harm reduction. Hello, vapers. Welcome to a new episode of Vaping Unplugged, World Vapers Alliance podcast. Everything you need to know about vaping and tobacco harm reduction. And today we are joined by a very special guest. We have here Alexandro Lucian Hazard from Brazil. Many of you might know him. He's a journalist specialized in tobacco harm reduction, and he's the founder of organizations such as Vaporaki and Direta. Welcome to Vaping Unplugged, Hazard. Very much for joining us. Thank you, Alberto. Thank you very much for the invite. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And let's start talking about, well, we're going to dip into the situation in Brazil because you, I heard you have some news from Brazil, but let's first start talking about your journey. You were a heavy smoker for many years. How did you manage to quit and how did you get involved into THR activism? Sure. Let's... Well, let's go to the memory lane. I had, I think more, I, I smoked more than 15 years. I started in my early 20s. Uh, like every, like a lot of people, you just happen to, to start smoking. My father, my mother both smoked. It was more normal than today, despite we have, I, I still we have 1 billion people smoking. So, it's still normalized and I started smoking because I wanted to. And after 15 years of smoking, I, I, I was smoking three packs uh, of cigarettes every day. Three packs of cigarettes since not a, a bright future, so to speak. I, I understood all the risks. I, I knew, I think nobody today can say that smoking it's good for your health. So I was pretty aware of what I was doing. And I think because we are a little irresponsible and immature when we have our 20s, I think uh, when I got to my 30s, I began to think that it was time to, to think about quitting. But I couldn't. I tried willpower several times. I tried uh, gums, patches, um, uh, psychological therapy. I tried medicine. I tried everything you can think of, and I couldn't stop smoking. So I literally gave up trying to quit smoking. I thought myself, I, I prefer to to keep smoking and not to have all this this drama. This I I felt like I was a loser, like as I, I was a failure, I couldn't quit, so I am a, a, a bad human being. We know that a lot of smokers are marginalized. They are, you, you put a shame on smokers. And I was feeling exactly like that, so I, I quit trying to quit smoking. <laughs> I gave up completely. <laughs> and then a friend of mine absolutely from nowhere told me about a little device he didn't call electronic cigarette or vaping he just said a little device that helped me quit smoking and then i got interested in in that little device and 
he told me about this this product that uh, helped him to quit one pack one pack and a half a day he was also uh, i think a, a standard smoker and then i tried to understand what what it was i find out about i found out about electronic cigarettes uh, in brazil in 2015 we already had a very big black market so i it was not in, it was not uh, difficult to find on the internet uh, stores selling e-cigarettes i understood that i had to buy uh, one uh, at that time we don't we didn't have any pod system we were, we just had mods and batteries and so on so i understood that i had to buy uh, mods a natomizer and uh, two uh, one one two because you have to have two cells two batteries so i bought everything and in the day the my first mod arrived it was 30 of may of 2015 i also buy some liquids and i stopped smoking that day overnight it was three packs a day and then was absolutely none and that's why i became so surprised because i i think that when you have something that you consider impossible to happen and all of a sudden it happened you you want to know more about that stuff so i began to research about e-cigarettes e or vaping and i started to enter some social media mainly facebook at the time we didn't had um, much information groups one just there was just one group of consumers on facebook in brazil and i started to talk to a lot of people a lot of consumers um getting information and also helping new consumers to understand what is vaping all about and things be started to to become something more serious I, I saw that something like uh, a mission like something that i i wanted to do with my life after eight, eight years 2015 to today i specialized in the subject I registered myself as a journalist. I ha I am the president of Gireta, which is a non-governmental and non-profit organization. I lost count of how many events and interviews and hearings and debates I was part of. And I'm trying to help people to get good information about tobacco harm reduction. And so smokers can have a, a story similar to mine i had even and i'm since i'm i am a consumer i am very um worried about everything about vaping if vaping has something that we don't know we need to know that we don't have the, those who are against vaping often say that we don't know what a vaping does in the long term I want to know that. So if something is wrong with vaping, I want to be the first to know and the first to share. Until now, we know for sure about all the scientific evidence and also scientific studies uh, that we know of from England and Canada and the whole world, that vaping is just a fraction of the risks uh, posed by smoking. So that's the the message and the information that I want to, to share. 
of course, being very, um, uh, very honest and very direct to direct to to say that vaping is not risk free. It's not something that anyone should do it, uh, especially uh, minors and non-smokers. Vaping is a tool to quit smoking. It's much safer than the combustible cigarettes. And that's the kind of information that I want to share with everyone and to try to have a good impact on Brazil's uh, public health uh, policies. Thank you, Hazar. I think it's uh, your story is a great example for many other smokers that are looking to, to switch or that don't know what can work for them. I think it's very inspiring. And I think also a very powerful testimonial for policymakers who don't know how vaping can help people, how vaping, vaping can improve public health. Um, but let's go a little bit farther down the memory line and let's talk about that provision. You mentioned that when you started vaping, it was already illegal, right? Yes. But there was a huge black market. Can you tell us a bit more about this provision, why it was implemented and what are the consequences? Sure. So Brazil has an agency or a regulatory agency called Anvisa. So Anvisa, it's like the FDA in the Americas. So, and uh, let's say uh, vaping was invented in 2003. It, get, it got in Europe and America, in North America in 2006 and 2007. Brazil already had a lot of products in our black market in 2008 and 2009, Anvisa saw that. And Anvisa have something called the principle of precaution or, or principle of caution. So according to them, if we don't know enough to say this product is safe to be consumed, we are going to ban it. We're going to make it illegal and it prohibited sales. And so, so people cannot um, use those, those products. But in 2009, Anvisa prohibited sales, but not the use or the ownership. So since 2009, you can't buy an e-cigarette, you cannot import an e-cigarette, and you cannot advertise an e-cigarette, but you can use and own a vaping device. And that, to me, is the perfect um, recipe for disaster and for a legal market because you don't have a complete ban, so people can use it in the streets and open places, but the sales of e-cigarettes are only uh, possible by an illegal market because illegal market doesn't care about rules. Okay, so since 2009, is, is, the sales are banned, but in 2017, Anvisa saw the, the consumers, the, the uh, increase of use of, of e-cigarettes, and it, they started to debate about a, poss a possible change in the regulation. Okay, we are ready on 2023, so we have more than four or five years of debate. Anvisa still haven't decided what they are going to do, if we're going to maintain the ban, if they're going to regulate something and how they're going to regulate. And that's why we are 
of course, we're going to, to talk about the, the recent hearings in the Senate in Brazil. And that's why you see a lot of movement in all the, the places you can think of. So organizations trying to uh, make debates and podcasts and, and congress and summits to regulate and to maintain the prohibition. You have a very, um, how can I say... It's a very defined uh, battlefield. You have in one corner, you have some private organizations that call themselves health organizations that are against uh, the regulation of the sales of vaping devices. In the other hand, at least those who are getting attention is the tobacco industry, because in Brazil, the tobacco industry wants... Uh, vaping to be regulated. In the middle of the sandwich is the consumer who doesn't have uh, money to be on the media and have big events to tell our story and to tell our, our desires to have these products regulated. So we try to be on social media, we try to be on those all those events. Uh, Agireta is a very small organization with um, very small budgets. We try to do our best to be in all these events and to share the proper scientific uh, information. But we are in the middle of a very big battle and Anvisa is getting these this influences all from all the sides. They don't um, indicate any answer uh, until now they we don't know what they're going to do but we just want as consumers we just want them to be pragmatic scientific technical and just to follow countries like good examples of countries of course england sweden america united states canada new zealand those are good examples of uh, public health policies And we already have, because I often say that Brazil, it's, it's not going to try for the first time. It's not going to leap in the dark. It's not something that was not already tried. We just want Brazil to follow good examples. It was already tried. We know that what happened to UK, we have uh, products regulated, we have... Um, important but a low um, percentage of of minors of adolescents of of young youth vaping uh, daily so we just want to brazil to follow those good examples and we hope that they are going to be pragmatic and scientific scientific and technical let's hope for that um, but regarding this huge battle that you guys are fighting now I can imagine there is a lot of misinformation going on about vaping, a lot of misconception being shared and widespread on the media. Absolutely. Uh, what is the, the perception of the general opinion in Brazil and particularly of the media? And I would like to know also what doctors think about vaping in Brazil. Sure. Well, I I like to, to talk about this subject because I already talked to a lot of people. Why? we have so 
bad, so much bad things on the media because I don't think that media um, wants to to talk something bad about vaping. They just want to have audience, people liking those their 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 articles, sharing their their articles, and it, when you think about it. People don't like to read. It's not interesting to read something like everything is fine. Keep up with the good work. Live your life. Just live your life. No, you want to see some tragedies. It's it's interesting. It's it it calls to the something about us as human beings. We like to see uh, something bad or something that is horrible. Unfortunately, we we like movies, series, everything, books. You have to have something bad happening and try to get some hope from, from it and have a story about it. So the media, I don't think the media is against vaping. They, they're just doing their job as they think it's the best way to do it. And unfortunately, that is uh, getting more attention to the bad things or getting more space to people that are sharing an, a vision and an information that brings some uh, concern or some or make people worry. So, in Brazil, we have a lot of misinformation and disinformation. And I, I recently uh, researched about misinformation and disinformation. Eh? What is the difference? Because misinformation is just getting the facts wrong. So, a lot of doctors think in Brazil, and that is a phenomenon that doesn't happen only in Brazil. A lot of doctors in Europe and in North America thinks that nicotine causes cancer. Okay, so nicotine does not cause cancer, like even uh, World Health Organization say that. It's something that we already know. Nicotine can help a cancer be get stronger and, and dev develop more, but it doesn't cause it. Okay, it's not it's not a cause, but a lot of doctors think uh, that. So this is misinformation. Like uh, Evali, Evali was abs have absolutely nothing uh, about electronic cigarettes containing exclusively nicotine. It was a problem on THC fake cartridges in America, and Evali already finished because everyone that was in, uh, involved was arrested, the cartridges were uh, removed from the market, so Evali was a contamination of vitamin E, uh, e acetate that get, got a lot of people hospitalized and even killed a lot of people. So Evali have nothing to do with uh, electronic cigarettes with nicotine, but some, a lot of people get the fact wrong. So they say things like Evali is something like Evali is a condition of e-cigarettes, which is not the case. Okay. The main problem is disinformation. That is something that is the same of misinformation, but is on purpose. We had a, we have a lot of disinformation in Brazil because we have organizations that know that Evali was not linked to nicotine, e-cigarettes with nicotine, but they say they were, because it's good for their agenda, it's good for their objectives. We In the in the hearing, in the, in the recent hearing, it was last uh, 28th of September, 
I watched someone uh, saying that because I we had this thing happening in all in from time to time in other parts of the world. We had a singer here, a famous singer in Brazil, went to the media saying that he was very ill, ill, very very sick because of vaping. This singer, um, after several months, when media was doing everything they could to share this information, vaping caused this singer to be ill, vaping is bad for your health, etc., etc. This same singer went on the, the for an interview, made an interview, and, and he said that everything he was going through was uh, psychological. It was not about vaping. He was, it was absolutely not linked to vaping. But in the hearing, an organization that called themselves a health organization shared the headline that this singer was very ill because of vaping. Because they forgot that he already went to the media and admitted that vaping was have nothing to do with this uh, his sickness. So this is misinformation. I don't think they are dumb. I don't think there are they they don't have the the capacity to know things. They are very intelligent. They are very capable, but they choose to share misinformation because it's good for their objectives. And that is something that I think should be accounted for. I don't know how Brazil can account make those people accounted for, but something should be done and some consequence should because imagine if I went to my use my social media, went to the Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and said something like vaping is 100% risk free and every young people must use one because it's delicious. Shouldn't I be make it make uh, accounted for shouldn't i had to face consequences i think so but why they can do something like that why they can lie and why they can offer information that is completely fake it's not something that you can i, I don't know you have a, a scientific study that use a poor methodology and they get some kind of, of conclusion that is vaping is bad for your health and something wrong. Okay, but that study exists, even if she has poor methodology. But you can use that in your favor, and then we are going to have to go there and say this, this is a bad methodology. Okay, but at least it has some basis. But on the other hand, they use things with no basis at all. They choose to, to share information that people are not going to search about it. Well, we're, they're going to believe it because they have, they are doctors. They have the, their register of doctorship. They are an organization that, and, and that is the, the, the sad thing. Those organization, organizations doing that, they, had, they have a very good work in other areas. They do a, a great work in on the vaccines. They are respectful organizations in in uh, like uh, healthy food and uh, something like pesticides. They do amazing work in other areas. But in tobacco harm addiction, 
they choose, or I don't know why, I don't know why they, they choose to, to go against heart to bulk harm reduction, but they use some tactics that are, for me, moral, not uh, moral adequate. Do you think this might be related or is it related somehow to some for, some foreign interests that might be in the country? For example, you said that the tobacco yeah. companies want a regulation, but uh, for instance, we are very often here from countries where Bloomberg Philanthropies finances anti-regulation yes. groups or prohibitionist groups. How is this working out in Brazil? Is there evidence of this happening as well? Every organization that I am talking about When you go to their website and search about partners or funding, you are going to see Bloomberg Philanthropies. Everyone. Every single one of them. So I don't like to be the theorist of conspiracy guy, but it is happening. It's, it's very clear. It's absolutely no doubt that they are being funded by Bloomberg in one way or, an, or other. And they it's something that they are they are they have to to put their funding uh, companies and organizations on their website. They have to to disclaim that and all of them have Bloomberg uh, or Vital Strategies, which is more often seen in Brazil. Vital Strategies is one that is the partner of almost all of them. We had in even we had an organization, a cancer organization. All it's funny that most of those organizations have cancer in their name. So it's Foundation of for Cancer, Cancer, etc. National Institute of Cancer, etc. etc. We've got um, an advertised, an ad advertisement, not only on social media, but also in our biggest TV network, which is global. I think is the second biggest network in the world. And we had uh, adver advertisement of made by this uh, cancer foundation saying that one vape is equal to 100 cigarettes. It's very graphic. It's a guy holding some, some papers in front of him with messages. He doesn't speak. We, you, you hear a very heavy breathing in the background, like, <sighs> and he's saying, he's saying in those, those words, like, uh, I, well, I vape for more than 10 years. I, people told me that it was good. Uh, but vape is equal to one vape is equal to 100 cigarettes. And now I have cancer in my throat. And he puts his last message down and he has the, that tracheotomy. I don't know how this is it's called. Like this is going, it's, it's getting advertised in the biggest network, TV network in Brazil. How much it costs to have Um, uh, an ad in that TV network. These are the things that we are trying to... Because one vape is equal to one cigarette. In what measure? In weight? In size? In toxic? In uh, nitrosamines? In smoke? In aerosol? What, and they don't present any 
scientific study, no evidence whatsoever. They just put that message in the in television. How can we fight that? Because they can get uh, get uh, they can they can do whatever they want with no consequences whatsoever. And imagine who is their partner? Bloomberg. Yes. <laughs> As always, as always. And yeah, it's, well, first of all, that's a crazy message, completely false. And second of all, it's a very uneven battle that we have to fight. But in the end, the truth is on our side. So I think we will end up winning. And related to this, I wanted to ask you about the hearing that you brought up. Yep. Um, <clears throat> can you tell us a bit more about it and, and what do you expect from it? Because it's interesting that the Senate is asking organizations and citizens in favor of regulation to to provide testimony and do you think this can lead to some good output yeah so uh in brazil we have Anvisa, like i said or regulatory agency Anvisa is a separate and independent organization from the government they have the uh, authority to regulate products like um, medicine and tobacco products and everything you can think of like pesticides and like uh, those things that you 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 takes to to go to the gym i don't know i can't remember the, the name but you 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 got it so uh, the government uh senate uh, a senator named soraya tronic uh, she uh, made a um requisite requisition to have a debate about the regulation of e-cigarettes in Brazil because of uh, the Anvisa not getting an answer since 2017. She thought it was taking too long. So as a senator, she can have, she has the authority to, to make a public hearing to discuss the subject. So it was scheduled to 28 of last month. Uh, as is a public hearing, anyone can participate. Uh, as a president of Gireta, I sent an email asking for an invitation. I got it. We saw a lot of uh, people being invited, in, including uh, Clive Bates, Dave Sweener, uh, so people that are experts in the area and other people, other persons that are relevant to the debate. We saw in the tobacco industry, of course, being represented there. And those against vaping also were there. All these organizations that are, I just said about it. And uh, the hearing, because there were so many interests in saying and participating, the hearing was uh, split in two segments, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. So I went to Brasilia. I don't live in Brasilia. I live in, in Curitiba, Paraná, which is very south of, of Brazil. Brasilia is very in the middle of the country. So I went there, prepared to speak like, uh, as a consumer, as a president of an organization uh, that supports tobacco harm reduction. And in the morning, we had some people against, some people um, uh, supporting THR. Uh, we saw the the tobacco industry, the uh, representative, it, because it was so funny. Uh, those organizations against vaping presented Ivali, 
like the singer I just told the, the story about. They they say things, but don't, they don't present uh, scientific studies. But they say e-cigarettes are being used by just the young, the youth. They are bad for your health. They don't act as a substitute for smoking. They say things, but they don't uh, present where they they took that information. And so uh, it was like that in the morning. But when the, the tobacco industry representative uh, began to speak, he presented the Royal College of London uh, revision, that is the biggest revision of, of e-cigarettes to date. They, he presented Cochrane revision, he presented all the, fa the the things that he, the, he was saying was combined by a, a scientific study or some source of information. And that was very clear to me, and I think for all those presents, that when you have a neutral ground, a democratic debate, those who are against vaping are emotional. They don't present uh, scientific evidence. And they just um, work on the argument of authority. I am who I am. I know what I'm saying. Believe me, because that is enough. On the other hand, those who are support THR, we have a lot of science to, to back us up. And that's something that was very clear when the representative of the tobacco industry Used all that information, and that that was I'm going to to do in the afternoon. I was also going to present Royal College of London, Cochrane, because the science is behind us. And uh, unfortunately, because it took too long to to finish the the hearing in the morning, and we also had some an event of uh, a new minister of our Supreme Court. Uh, the afternoon hearing was cancelled. We had um, uh, we, we had more than 50 consumers in front of the Senate uh, waiting to be to the for the hearing of the afternoon to to begin because I'm go I was going to to speak in the in the hearing of the afternoon so a lot of consumers went there to to follow me to see me uh, talking. Unfortunately, was canceled, and we are waiting to see when it's going to be the next date and time of the hearing because we already already have the information that it's going to happen. We just don't know when it's going to happen. And this kind of hearing, it can solve thing solve things well. As I said, Unvisa is an independent uh, alter key, so uh, they have the the uh, power to to regulate those products. But when the government, as representatives of the government, as senators, want to talk about it, they can have a, a new law that goes uh, over an visa. Uh, they can, it's it's politics, of course. They don't, they are not going to do anything harsh and, and they're not going to be, to, to go to, to make things, uh, they they have to to be politicians, of course. They have to be diplomats. So it's good because this hearing brings up the debate in a more democratic way. 
since I told you that we don't have the same penetration on the media like the those who are against vaping has. So it's an opportunity to us consumers to be heard, to be there to say, hey, the tobacco industry wants to regulate these cigarettes, but this idea is not them. It's not, it's not her. Yes, it's not them. They, this idea is from the consumers. Before the tobacco industry wanting to regulate e-cigarettes, we consumers wanted that way before. My work started in 2015 in Brazil, the tobacco industry. You, you know the history, of course. Uh, the vaping devices was invented in 2003. The tobacco industry, at, in the beginning, didn't like that. They, they dismissed vaping as something that wouldn't uh, be successful. And since 2012... The first devices from the tobacco industry was was being presented. Then they chose to to enter this market. But the the original idea of regulation of access to these products were was an idea from the consumers. So it's important to me to be there and say, okay, but it's not me agreeing with tobacco industry. It's the tobacco industry agreeing with the consumer because this idea was original ours. They cannot take from us the regulation because this is the desire of us consumers, not them. We are aligned in Brazil. Yes, we are. But is the tobacco industry aligned with the consumers and not the way, other way, way around? So this is important because it shows that consumers want reg these products regulated. And it shows that because one of those arguments, they often use this, oh, vaping is from the tobacco industry. They invented, they said in the hearing, them, someone represented, representing the Ministry of Health in Brazil said that vaping was invented by the tobacco industry. That is the kind of message we have to fight against. So it, it's important for us consumers to be there and say, no, 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 no. This is not the, the tobacco industry idea. This is not big tobacco products. This is something that I want. I was using way before they even think about getting to this market. And if they are allied with me, I cannot be um, uh, harmful, uh, harmed by this, this alignment of of. Uh, information aligning of ideas because I don't care if the tobacco industry is want or not the regulation. I want regulation for me, for myself, for other consumers, for uh, uh, relatives and, and people around the consumers that are not getting the passive smoking of cigarettes because vaping, you don't have the same effect. So that's why these hearings are so important. I agree with you, Hazar. And actually, if you want to tell people, for those who are watching this podcast, how they can support Brazilian consumers in this in this hearing, if there is any way that they can participate or send an email to submit their input, so that legislators have to write it or, or absolutely have to read well, it or see it. Yeah, 
I can I can help you out uh, and can share everything, uh, all the information that uh, you can help us with, help us like, because like this hearing, I know that World Vapors Alliance sent an email because it's a public hearing. It's a public hearing for anyone in the world to participate. And we even had in the morning hearing uh, participation of Clive Bates and David Sweeney. So even in English, because they have um, a translation, uh, um, they had a, a translator there who were doing um, translation, how can I say that? Uh, when people say, and it's, autom like it's not automatic. Simultaneous translation. Simultaneously, thank you. Simultaneously translation. So if you speak English or even Italian or any, any, we had a technology on our side. So Google translators, it's a blessing. And we, my English, as you can see, sorry guys, I'm, I'm practicing a lot my English. I often have some, some difficulties. I try to express myself the best I can, but we get the message delivered more or less. So if you want to help Brazil, because Brazil is, is a, it's the biggest country in the, uh, South America. And what happens in Brazil is going to, to influence and maybe change a lot of things in South America. And changing those things is like a domino effect. And you, in your country, can have repercussions because of Brazil's regulations going to a ban, so it's a bad repercussion, or going to a adequate and properly regulation on, on vaping. So you can reach me out, reach to me, reach out to me. Like you can use my email, like info at gireta.org. I have a personal project like uh, called uh, vaporaki.net. Uh, you can also uh, reach me out like uh, info arroba vaporaki.net. I think Gireta is easier, but you you can choose whatever you want you have um so many um ways to reach me out and i can help you to to point you out where you can contribute to us like those public hearings like uh, on visas consultations public consultations when you can um send information like uh, scientific studies And because Anvisa already told uh, the society, already informed that they're going to have public consultations and at least until the, the end of the year. We don't know if it's going, they're going to, to uh, get uh, to, to, to fulfill this schedule because Anvisa is already saying in the, the few years back, they are going to have an answer and at the end of the, the year, and then the year passes, and at the end of this year, and the year passes again, and so again. So those deadlines are not being fulfilled, and we don't know if Anvisa is going to get uh, an answer to the end of the year, but they are already said they're going to make public consultations, and you can participate wherever you are in the world, and helping us, you are going to Uh, that help other countries in Latin America and also in the whole world. Because we have, I hear it in the hearing, in the public hearing, that we have 140 countries that regulate e-cigarettes. My last information was from John Hopkins, 
that we have 110 um, countries that regulate vaping, 31 ban. So the scales are in favor of vaping, of proper regulation. But we, uh, as when we have more countries regulating properly regulating vaping because in Brazil is regulated, it's banned. We need an adequate and proper regulation of vaping. We are going to get ripples in all over the world and I think we can help other countries as well to get proper regulation. Alexander Lucian, thank you so much for joining us and thank you for bringing us the latest news from Brazil and good luck with this fight. Thank you very much, Alberto. Thank you very much that everyone that is is watching me. Uh, sorry again for my English. I am, I am practicing a lot. Uh, I'm I because I wanted a lot to talk in English like I do in Portuguese. If you understood, guys, that you're you're watching me. If you understood in Portuguese, I love to speak. I am a very extrovert person. And I wanted to, to try to get my message the same way I do in Portuguese. I hope that I could at least help you to understand a little more about Brazil. Know that here we are fighting a lot for tobacco harm reduction. And we just want, at the end of the day, what I want. What do I want? What we all want. Less, less deaths, less hospitalizations less diseases we want people to have good health to live longer to have to have happy lives and that is our main goal if one day i understand that vaping is bad and we need to fight against vaping i will do that but the science doesn't tell me that the science say to me support vaping vaping save lives and saved my life so i have my history to back me up I have the science to back me up, and I, I I agree with you, Alberto. The fight is is very um, difficult. It's not fair, but we are on the side the side of science. So it's just a matter of time until all the governments in the world regulate properly properly regulate vaping. The problem is how much time it's going to take because. Every day, every week, every month, every year, we don't have proper regulation of vaping. People are still smoking. People are still getting sick. People are still dying from smoking. So that is our hurry. We need to get this regulation as soon as possible because it's going to be good for the public health policies and public health system in Brazil and all the world. Thank you again for the invitation. It's really a, an honor and a pleasure to be here. Hope you guys like it. And we see you on the next event in another opportunity. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you so much. Um, and thank you to all those that are watching us. Uh, keep fighting. Let's make our, our voices heard. And Maypon, see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.